This is the Sea to Sky podcast with Marcus and Alan, weaving through the issues in Sea to Sky country. Welcome to another Sea to Sky podcast. My name is Marcus. I'm here with Alan and uh, Janice. And what well, you know, today we've been scouring so hard because we to find someone to talk about this issue. It's it's a big issue, and usually when we find somebody's like, ah, oh, we can talk about it, they usually bail at the last it's minute. It's surprisingly difficult. And uh, Janice, of course, uh, is helping us out. We're talking about marijuana. And we're talking about the legalization, uh, the process that's going about, the uh, the history of, of what's happening. And uh, hopefully this will be a multi-part series where we talk about what's uh, what's going to happen before legalization, uh, the legalization process, and then uh, the world afterwards. Because right now it seems like it's the frontier. It's the wild, wild west when it comes down to this sort of uh, um, product. And uh, so Janice, um, I know you have a, a big history uh, you started the cannabis media empire, uh, but now uh, you're one of the founders, but now you've uh, you moved on from there and you are uh, part of a, a CBD uh, company. That's correct. Um, my company, Marcus, is CBD Worldwide. So just kind of looping back and thank you for having me, um, Alan and Marcus. When we talk about marijuana, um, I'd like to refer to it as cannabis, as if I can, um, and there's a whole bunch of different areas of this particular plant that is going to change society as we know it. And I gravitated into this industry a few years ago, but I'm specializing in CBD. Now, CBD is the non-recreational component. It's non-psychoactive. So it's um, a health and wellness product that you're going to see that consumers are going to be able to access in Canada uh, in things such as beverages, uh, waters, um, topical creams, skincare, pet products. There's a variety of different things that you'll be able to go into uh, your Whole Foods or your Shoppers Drug Mart and see. Well, and that's what, the area. What does CBD stand for? Cannabinoid. So cannabinoids, and I'm not a scientist, so we do need to preface this whole conversation by that. <laughs> um, I've been doing my due diligence for the last few years on, on cannabinoids, but we have cannabinoid receptors in our body. Um, and this is a, a medicinal product that's plant-derived that was put on the controlled substance list many years ago because it was related to the cannabis plant. Now, cannabinoids can be derived from different plants. It's not just cannabis. There's hops, there's an entirely, there, there's a whole spectrum of different plants that you can derive that from, but it's been a taboo product. Um, pharmaceutical companies are powerful. There's a whole bunch of, you know, conspiracy theories on that. I don't want to get into that, but where we are right now in the world is that cannabinoids and uh, the treatment or, or the, um, the product that brings out the cannabinoid receptors uh, that's derived from the hemp plant is this controlled substance. This is what's going to be coming off the controlled schedule uh, narcotic list in the next couple of months. So this is for sure. This is the first thing, um, the first line of? Or? This is, well, you know, it's hard to say when you say for sure. Um, yes, Health Canada has given us every indication that that's where we're moving. Uh, I mean, you have this cannabis plant that um, it's not like prohibition with alcohol where it was one recreational uh, item. This is something that is recreational. This is holistic. This is uh, over-the-counter uh, shelf products. Uh, and it's also industrial. Like, hemp is a huge thing right now globally that's going to reduce the, the footprint uh, with the environment. So building products, things of that nature. So we have this one plant that's really changing things globally. Very exciting. 
That, that's quite so. So it, was this uh, always on the schedule to be uh, regulated or delegalized or, or off the uh, the watch list uh, amongst what, what Justin Trudeau promised and the election promises? Or uh, is this part of the whole part and parcel of what's been going on lately? Yes, it's part of it. But, you know, CBD uh, is something that a lot of people don't know about. Consumers are not familiar with CBD and the benefits of it. So when you look at um, anything going on in the news and, and who's representing the cannabis movement, it's pretty much the recreational side. And really, it's the youth. And, and I don't, um, you know, I think the youth is, they're an entrepreneurial group. People that are coming into this industry are all coming up with products and good on them, and that's our next generation. However, it only reflects a small portion of the cannabis industry. It does not represent where we're headed with pharmaceutical companies and health and wellness products and the future of where this plant can go in terms of even on an industrial level. Right. And, and cause we do, we hear about the 420 protests and yeah. 420 day and, and, and the marijuana flags and all the rest of it, but we don't see a lot. And I'm just going to your sample tray here <laughs> yeah. and it's a lot of things that you wouldn't expect to see. Vita dots, daily gummy chews, plus vitamin D3, immune and bone support. That's just one example. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, iron supplements and ointments for joint and muscle pain. And of course, even, even, something, yeah. even something for pets. For uh, pets, Positive yeah. FX. And I'm, I'm just sort of randomly pulling, pulling out some, some of your products. There's That's many right. products too. And, um, and yeah. we're looking at dozens here. And this seems very far removed from anything that we've seen before. This does. This seems like something that you would see in any pharmacy. Uh, it does look like something you would see in a pharmacy. Um, and what you will see, so when you're talking about the different SKUs of products that you just picked out, for example, topical creams, skincare, pet products, um, tinctures, gel caps, when you walk into a shopper's drug mart next year, you're going to see on the shelf what already exists, which is 20 different types of gel caps. There's Motrim, there's Advil, there's Tylenol, all the different ones. They will still be there, but you're now going to see another 10 or 20 SKUs of plant-derived CBD pain medication. Mm -hmm. it's, they're not addictive. They have less side effects. Um, it's going to be just a whole different arena. So with these pharmaceutical companies as well, you know, I believe that they're going to gravitate to getting into these as well. Um, they're not going to want to get out of the game. They control our health and wellness in North America and the world for that matter. Um, so I don't mind seeing them come into the industry as long as they're providing consumers a healthy option. If they are a big pharmaceutical company and they you know, turn that page, that's fine. But that's what you're going to see is a lot of those products on the shelf next year. Is that where the most of the income comes from? Because if you look at Colorado when the, uh, and Washington when they legalized or decriminalized uh, marijuana, and then they were talking about astronomical revenue for the states uh, and how it's a big moneymaker. Uh, I always thought like, from the recreational side, when it comes to taxation and sort of working that out and sort of uh, regulation, there's, I always found it difficult. How would you regulate the, that sort of side of it? But I'm, I'm thinking now because you, you're showing me this array of, of materials here. Um, is this where the big moneymaker is then for the states? Like when, you, when you're selling products like this, where yeah. easily taxable, easily regulated? Yes. Um, they anticipated at one time, and again, I stay on the medical side, not so much the recreational, but originally when uh, talks of cannabis was going to be deregulated uh, and approved, people in the stock market rushed to invest in growers, and it was all about the flower and the weed and the recreation. Um, people underestimated the CBD component 
because we just didn't know enough about it. Um, and now, I mean, research companies from all over the world, I'm dealing with companies uh, from Switzerland, I'm dealing with people from India. These are huge pharmaceutical companies right now that are spending millions of dollars on research and development. Um, so when you talk about taxation and you talk about even the big revenue, where that's going to come from, will come from the dietary supplements and health and wellness products. When Health Canada gets to, because these are, we're not allowed to have a medical claim on these. These are, it's a topical cream, you know, it's not, it doesn't, these products we cannot say cure anything and they do right. not. Um, but there are products being developed right now that they are looking at curing epilepsy and they're looking at curing um, Parkinson's and uh, neurological uh, issues, um, psoriasis, things like that. When the FDA and the World Drug Federation uh, approve those, they will become pharma. And mm -hmm. that's going to surpass health and wellness products, dietary products, and recreational combined. That will entirely take over everything. Do you have any medical endorsements right now? Do I have medical endorsements? Or, or the or industry, or the industry for these products, uh, do they have any sort of medical? Yeah, so they have to go through. I mean, the products. So CBD worldwide. What I do is I'm working with retailers in Canada to bring, with my um, knowledge of CBD, the best products to the consumer market. I don't make these products. I don't formulate them. I don't. I don't. You know, it's. I don't own them. But what I've done is I've done my research to find out what are the best products out there. What's the safest? Who have spent millions of dollars in a lab to make sure and test these and have samples that they are safe to go to consumers? It's a unique industry. Like we've never seen anything like this. Um, and so. That's what I'm working on right now is, is those type of companies. There's a lot of great cottage industry companies out there. Probably 95% of them are people making things in their kitchen. And good on them. It's, you know, butters and creams and all that kind of stuff are great. But those are not going to be regulated by Health Canada. Right. So the products that I'm, so when you say endorsing, uh, Health Canada has not given their stamp of approval or has authorized even one label in Canada yet. That's still forthcoming. So all these products that we're bringing to the consumer market still have to have that stamp of approval. Right. Okay, but just so... For the record, none of these products look like a cottage industry. None of these products. No, these are all these, being sold in the U.S. Right. Those so are the, all U.S. These are all very professionally packaged. And, yeah. And as I say, they look like anything yeah. that you would see in yeah. any pharmacy yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And so those are all very um, high-end products or high-end, meaning that these companies are, are um, biotechnology companies with uh, pharmacists and doctors, and, and they've been formulated and they've spent years developing these. They're only being sold in the U.S. I do not do anything in the black market. I know people call it the gray market, but there's not really a gray market. Um, I'm working right now with companies for when regulations change, we'll be ready to go with products on the shelves. Um, so these are all derived from the U.S. And I have a skincare line that I've brought from Israel that was formulated uh, four years ago, skincare line, um, that I think is going to take over Canada right now. Like the skincare, I had no idea with CBD how uh, beneficial it will be for women's skin, people's skin. It's a, it sounds almost like a, a miracle. So it's interesting because we're talking about, about regulations. So pharma comes in. So basically pharma has regulations and every regulation is in place. So it's easy to regulate something like this. And this is where uh, I think where a, a conundrum happens when it comes to when it comes to a product, even whether it's re recreational or science. Yeah. And I think where the, the problem now, the logjam is when it comes to legislation is that the government said, yes, we're going to legalize it. 
And, and then you run into a problem where the product is now kind of everywhere. Usually when you want to regulate something, you say, okay, uh, we want to bring in this product. All right, it's pharma. Okay, so did our CDC approve? Right, so this is approved. Okay, we can sell it here. These are the regulations. Okay, we can tax it this way. Here you go. But now what, what the way it is, you have basically places everywhere that's selling everything. So for me, it seems like they're trying to, to legalize the whole thing, but backwards. Like it's already out there. How do you regulate it yeah. if it's already everything is out there? I under I understand what you're saying, and here's the pain with that: is they're going to have to take two steps back to take a step or a step back to go two steps forward. So, you know, in BC, for example, we have a lot of dispensaries and we have a lot of uh, great people that have started um, companies here that they'll be shut down and they probably will not be able to reopen. Unfortunately, I think these people will still pop up in the industry somewhere at some point in time uh, doing something else. But as a dispensary owner, that right will be taken away from them. So Canada, even though we're going federally uh, legalizing, each province has their own um, you know, rights to dictate how it's going to be sold. Right. Um, and so there'll be different forms of um, opportunities for business owners to sell it. Some of them will be government run, some will be private. You'll have to apply for it. So, and then of course the, the drugstores and, and the Whole Foods and the shoppers and stuff like that, some of them are being proactive, getting on board. It's not gonna be everywhere at first, but I can tell you it's going to, the next five years, if you're not thinking as a business owner about CBD right now, or not so much even THC, but CBD, um, you need to start thinking about that right. because it's, it's going to be everywhere. So, all right. So taking two steps back. So that means a lot of people will be shut down. So, I mean, are we looking at then a system where like liquor stores, like government, like province don't run liquor stores? Are we looking at sort of a model like that? Is yeah. So some of the, the liquor control boards across Canada have already said at the provinces that they are going to be the ones that uh, regulate how it's sold. But it's not like you're walking into a liquor store and you've got a bottle of Jack Daniels and you've got a bag of weed. Right. <laughs> They're going to be separate stores. You know, it's that's that's a big undertaking for them, actually. Because it seems insane to me because like Justin Trudeau, I'm not, I don't want to like I don't want to get political here. I don't want to start like ragging on. Any he smoked group. weed, you know, by the way. Uh, just to, like, who has it? <laughs> like, who, I seriously, have he's from here. You have? I have. Haven't. You haven't. I don't believe him. But it's anyway, true. Okay. But right. I, I look at it from a perspective of, you know, he, he like at the time when he said, "Yeah, we're going to do it," he was already in a bit of a a bit, bit of a bind. So basically, he already reneged on a couple of promises and said, "You know what? Since the millennials voted me in, I'm going to say yes. Let's legalize." And then he basically threw it onto the provinces. Uh, that's the way I feel. They threw it on the provinces, and the provinces like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute!" And then I want half the revenue, and so the provinces are, so, are sort of left holding the bag. So. What kind of timeline are we looking at? And, that? and and just further to that, Doug Ford, who's way ahead in the polls for the premiership Premier of Ontario, Ontario yeah. which is you know the largest province by economy, by GDP and population, he said that he doesn't want pot. He's for pot legalization, but he doesn't want it sold in government stores. He doesn't think government should be involved in selling pot. This is Doug Ford. This is Doug Ford. Okay. Just clarifying. Yeah. If, if he gets elected, obviously. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm not in the political arena. Uh, I'm not an ab. Um, I try not to be a lobbyist. I try and really kind of just, I'm very neutral, and I try and educate myself on what's going on. I find that if you get too wound up about one thing, things change on a daily basis, and you have to be able to pivot either as a business owner, as a consumer, uh, as a citizen of Canada. Things are changing on a daily basis. So well, you must know trends. Like, what, where is it trending? You must get a sense because, I mean, you're waiting to bring your products in, so you must get a sense of how long this will be. 
Um, yeah, I'm planning to go to market in August. Um, so any of the contracts, and, and I have, I can say that I'm probably going to be responsible for working with at least 65% of the consumer market uh, retail chains in Canada right now. So I've got some of our biggest stores. I don't want to start naming them off, mm -hmm. but I'm working with everything from the uh, liquor control boards, private dispensaries that are owned by licensed producers, um, pharmacies, we'll say shoppers, we'll say Whole Foods, you know, those types of stores right now, health and wellness clinics. And uh, I'm planning for August, but we have to, again, be able to pivot. So we're putting in, it's a long-term plan right now. It's not, a lot of people are running to the finish line right now, thinking it's, I mean, the start line, like that's the beginning of a long play. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if it doesn't happen August 1st, it happens August 15th. We're just getting ready. We're doing it, I'm doing it right, personally. I'm not trying to get my product out there, or any of my products and, you know, make money and run. I want to be able to bring something good to the consumer market. August is my thing. I mean, they've already said the government that July is when they're going to make their, uh, they were going to go make their decision on, you know, move things forward. Uh, they say that they're a month behind. They, they have a big undertaking. I get that. CBD is one of the minor things on the schedule. So anyone would think that that's going to go through first. A lot of the other stuff, you know, access to minors, marketing and advertising, packaging for recreational, those are all bigger plays for, those for the, the government and Health Canada. CBD is one of the minor things right now. But from what you've said, you've got quite a system of distribution lined up. So yeah. clearly we have some very large companies I do. that are anticipating that this is going to be a thing. This is going to be potentially quite lucrative. And they are fully on board. So, I mean, they don't I, don't, I don't know any company that goes that far down the line if they don't feel with a fair amount of confidence that the regulatory climate is going to change significantly, meaning that they, they fully expect that these things to be on the shelves by at least by September. It will. it will. And I mean, if you look at the U.S., there's 50 states that CBD is regulated now as legal. So if you take a look at the consumer market down there and what's, you know, they can't keep CBD products on the shelves right now. Um, one of the biggest problems right now that we're going to face in the next few months is products, people that want to develop products and get them out to the market, and they're not going to be able to buy the CBD because these are hemp-derived industrial plants that farmers have not been allowed to grow. So what's happening right now in the world is there's a shortage globally of hemp plants. In a few years, I won't be an issue, but right now in the States, you have people that are brokers that are just, I, I mean, they're manipulating the, the industry right now and buying it and reselling it and reselling it. Uh, in Canada, farmers are just getting ready for that. So they're 120 days out right now from harvesting their first crop and then manufacturing the CBD isolate, which is a white crystal powder that is added to all these products. That's one of our biggest problems right now, more than the regulations. It's finding the supply of CBD. Well, that would add more pressure to the government to figure that out then. I mean, if you have such motion or such movement behind it, it I don't see any any reason why the government would say no. Um, well, no, it's private sector. It's pri I mean, farmers are private. And you have to think about the machinery and stuff that they need right, to, to harvest the stuff. So if you've got 1,500 acres of uh, hemp and you need to cut that down and manufacture it and process it in a small window, like 48 hours before it molds, and it will approve the Health Canada stamp, like... That takes a lot of manpower. It takes funding. Um, and so they might have the farms, but they're not quite there yet. I was just on the phone today with a uh, hemp farmers from um, 
New Brunswick, and they're ready to go, but they're overwhelmed right now with what they're going to need to manufacture it properly to still get that Health Canada approval. Right, but I think what Marcus is saying, that adds even more pressure to the government to figure this out because their industry is already in motion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they care whether it fails or not. Like, I, I don't know if I should say that if those are strong words, but, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's a private industry. It's, the, it's you know, companies that are making that money. That the government's going to tax them on it, but companies are going to get very rich off CBD. That's, you know. Um, and hopefully the government too, right, with taxation and all that sort yeah, of stuff, right, well, regulation. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're, you know. Well, I think, no, but, you know, you, you don't want to get political, but I think, I think, it, and you say that it's a private industry, so the government doesn't. And you're right; the government doesn't really care if it, you know, even though they yeah. there is the potential for significant amount of tax revenue for them, they ultimately don't care. What they do care about is optics. And I think, as Marcus brought up earlier, the optics, if they don't follow through on this promise after he's broken, you know, Justin Trudeau has already broken so many promises, is very, very bad. And I think that's probably the biggest guarantor in that this will go forward. But did he break promises, or is was it just a bigger undertaking that he didn't realize? He's been underperforming. He's very down on the polls. His, <laughs> his, his interview just took a turn for the worse. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to get into the politics okay. of this, but you know, he is down on the polls. His base are millennials. And yeah. you know, I've heard a lot of people, you know, this is just anecdotally, but I'm, I'm fairly certain this is probably the major reason why the majority of millennials voted for him is because he said he was going to legalize pot and everyone got on board for that but you know, he and is, it's, it's but one he of those is, things too like I, I didn't think about the machine behind it right like when you look at cbd or thc or stuff like that the way i like, uh, the companies have jumped on this and made it huge i mean janice has sort of pointed out how grand scale this is and so i, I think when people look at the, uh, the the cannabis industry they think more like hey man like and they go to their local dispensary and they grab stuff that does whatever to them and that's what they think is legal whereas there is a big other machine in the in the background that i think uh no one's really catching and how like big companies are taking advantage they i don't think you know people understand that when you look at all the licensed producers and all the big companies that are going to still be standing in another year, combine all of those together, and a Johnson and Johnson will just come in and buy them all. That's what's yeah, and that's happen. actually that's a question. Just the reality. That, mm. That's something I wanted to bring up because you know, and just you know, to to add on to what what Marcus was saying. I mean, I had no idea. I again, I same thing. I thought it was recreational. You look at the dispensaries. And I thought that was going to be fairly big, but then I look at your product line, and I'm and I yeah. assume this isn't everything, and this is already a fairly large collection of of varying products. And as you say, if this does get as big as you anticipate it to get, what's to stop a Johnson and Johnson coming in and buying everything up? And then they where will. are we? They will. They will. Um, I'm working with. Um, there's three companies right now, or I want to say countries actually. Um, one is a, a pharmacy pharmacist company that from India um, they inoculated India that's a billion people so they know their stuff they're third generation um, they are working on uh, several formulations right now out at SFU and um, companies like that Switzerland as well um, you know these are kind of you know I think these are great products and I can't point to them because the audience can't see that <laughs> but the topicals and the, and the over the you know, over-the-shelf um, products are, are fine. So when you ask about the big pharma companies coming in, there is companies all over the world right now watching Canada. 
um, because we're going federal right now, uh, we are a very unique country that companies want to get their products in here. They want to buy our products. They want to get to our consumer market. They want to get on our shelves. And so they're all watching to see what's going to happen. And smaller companies will stumble or they'll make it. And then these big companies will see who's making it and they'll go in and they'll just buy everything. Right. And that's a good point because even though marijuana has been legalized in, in Washington, Colorado, is it Calif is California? California is recreational and medical. So okay, each but, state has different, whether it's medical and recreational. But even though that those three states have legalized it in the United States, federal law still takes precedence over state law. Uh, in fact, they fought a civil war over it. So in Canada, as you say, if it becomes federal law, would we be the first country in the world to make it federal law to legalize it? Or On both platforms, recreational and medical, I'm not sure, but I think we're close to that. Okay. Yeah, I think we would be um, certainly leaders in that area. Each country has different... A lot of countries are in, in the progress right now. Australia, th there's a bunch of different countries that are in the process. But ma mainly for the CBD then, not necessarily for the... Uh for the the recreational, I aspect. would say there's more in CBD right now worldwide than there is yeah. THC. That's correct. But uh, how aware are people of these products? Well, because my inner circle and and who I you know am surrounded by on a daily basis right now, to me everybody knows about it because I'm I'm talking to experts in the world right now. I'm talking to doctors and scientists well, and stuff. It's in your so I, to I talk assume to everybody knows about yeah, it. But but, but I assume you guys and, and so the average consumer. There's going to be a lot of education that the government, you know, part of their mandate when they're legalizing this is that they have to educate the public on it as well. So there will be a lot of information that will come out that they're responsible to send out and studies that they're going to start doing uh, on these products and, and making sure that they do their due diligence that if they're, uh, you know, uh, regulating something that it's been, you know, uh, researched and stuff properly for the consumer market. So you'll find that more people will uh, be educated on CBD in the next year. But they say, I think it was like 10 years or something like that, 70% of our products, consumer products, will have CBD in it. Where does that stat come from? Let's not quote me on that. <laughs> 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 I like to make up stats. No, I don't. <laughs> you seem, you seem pretty authoritative on that. You well, no, I know that. Uh, and this is probably a combination of listening to speakers in different conferences. I'm usually at uh, attending the majority of conferences, um, scientific development, research and development, um, business analysis, all that kind of stuff that uh, those stats come from. And where, where are most of these products manufactured? Uh, I've got a variety. Those ones right now are all U.S., like I said, because we're not manufacturing in Canada right now. So some of those products that are doing well in the U.S., um, I will bring up to Canada and have them manufactured here. So that particular item that you're, you're you know, holding right now, I mean, if you want to talk about, if you want to break down the product. So here's one thing to understand with CBD is that there's many different uh, delivery systems. So, so we've got we've got gel caps. So that's an edible capsule, and it would look like and it looks like any vitamin package like a that vitamin, you would, you would right. see. Yeah, and yeah. then we have these, it looks like an aerosol. These sprays, like spray, these small yeah. those aerosol. are sprays, sublingual. They're called. Okay. So that is sprayed on the inside of the mouth, like under and the tongue, those sort of are yeah on the tongue or on the inside of the cheeks, uh, and that's a those are there's I think there's about six or seven of them that are vitamins, but they will have a CBD added as well. Okay, and this one in particular says folic with folic acid, acid yeah, vitamins B, 
12 and B6. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's another delivery system. There is uh, topical creams. That's going to be big. So when you look at a Voltarum, here's a product that for the consumer market, anyone from 18 to 80 uses Voltarum. Mm -hmm. Sports injury, someone hurts yeah. themselves when I'm they're young. Or, okay, or someone with arthritis, <laughs> that's 80. So these creams will probably be the entry level for a lot of consumers who have never used CBD. They're probably going to feel most comfortable putting a topical cream on a sore wrist before ingesting something. So you will see a lot of topical creams out there. And there's transdermal patches as well. So a patch is another form that's similar to a cream that you would isolate a certain area of injury and put that on. Um, and there's a lot of those coming out. And the one I'm holding here, Goodway yep. PCR Hemp Products. Yep. And then underneath it says CBD pain management with pure hemp CBD extract. Now I have that's to say it. that this packaging, it looks like a high-end cosmetic. Um, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a, a fantastic company. Um, now that one, I don't want to say the name brand, um, I've but that is a, one. yeah, that's a company I'm not so much endorsing, but, okay, but um, but that is a topical, yeah, that's a topical that like cream. A roller, like a so that's like, no, that's a cream and oh. it's a comparable to a Voltarum or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it has a lanocaine and stuff in it. So it's got that cooling gel, the freeze. I mean, that's the thing too. We don't want to, when CBD is added to these products, they have to be, they're farmer grade CBD. It has to be 99.7% pure farmer grade CBD. And that will be the standard with Health Canada. And that and that's where but Health Canada's draw the line. It yeah, has to be right it has there. To, well, yeah, absolutely. It has to be no, 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 and it's it's a hemp derived, plant derived. But let's not forget whatever that like that CBD is, we want to make sure it's still going into a health and wellness product. I mean, you can have anything that's healthy supplement, but if you're adding it to like a craft dinner, like, come on, it's not going to, there's nothing beneficial <laughs> about that. So I'm also trying to vet out and make sure that these products are good to start with before you even add the CBD to the formulation. Oh, right, right. Okay. And I've picked up another, this is a bottle. It looks like it's yeah. a dropper. So that's, you would vape that. Now I always associated medical um, pain management with not smoking it because let's face it, smoking the whole, you know, whatever people like to vape and all that, but yeah. you don't associate that with pain management, but that is the fastest delivery system because that goes into the lungs and into the bloodstream instantly. So that bottle you're holding is 2,500 milligrams of CBD that will put someone out of pain very quickly. I, and that's a medical claim. I shouldn't say that, but that will relieve your pain. Disclaimer. But, um, but that, yeah, so that's, that's when people vape them. I mean, you have your vape juice for recreational. You see people vaping. I'm holding a vape pen right now and the mm -hmm. audience can't see that, but I am. So that's a it looks like concentrate. A yeah. It looks like a tiny flute. But that is the fastest delivery system for pain management in all honesty. What, what the, one thing that actually surprised me is that you have products for pets. For, for animals, for your loved ones. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, there's not only a whole line for humans, like now there's a whole line for pets. Yeah. So the pet products that Alan's holding right now are, those are topicals. So there's two kinds of delivery systems for animals. You're going to have topical that's um, for their paws, for their nose, snout. Um, moisturizer and, and skin condition uh, that they will add CBD to, but then there's the, going to be the edibles. So there's going to be treats and dog food. Uh, and the Veterinary Association of Canada, the jury's still out on that right now. The regulations are not as strict as for consumer, for human consumer products. Um, but I want to make sure when I've talked to pet suppliers right now, 
I'm not quite sure. I, I'm just apprehensive on what goes into the products. I have right. a dog, and I, I, I want to put, you know, humans and dogs almost in the same category, but I want to make sure dogs are getting the right product as well. Yeah. Right. But they and do say that the cannabinoids in a canine is similar to a human being, and that if you have a dog that's hyperactive or have a dog that has um, perhaps uh, anxiety, uh, separation anxiety, or even inflammation, an old dog, that it's very, the products can be very good for those dogs. And this particular product, I won't name it. Yeah. Is, but it is made in Canada. That one is made in, that's made, it is made in Canada. Yes, it is. <laughs> we'll fact, just leave it at fact, that. In fact, made in British Columbia, but we'll that's that, right. we won't say any more than that. Maple Ridge, Maple Ridge. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. They haven't signed their contract. And so, again, I'll just <laughs> say that I'm just, I'm picking out randomly. Yeah, no, you uh, can. I'm just saying like dozens of products here. So the government really has their work cut out for them then if they want to make stuff uh, above board. I mean, you have, you're looking at a wide range of products, not only for humans, but you're looking for, for pets and animals and, and so forth. So there's a lot of layering of, of regulation that needs to be done. So, um, well, good, good for you that you're in this business that CBD is probably going to be the first one to come. Um, but, uh, it just, it just, for me, I'm not very optimistic about, uh, the whole thing becoming legalized. Like, I mean, yes, I can see CBC, the CBDs, I can see possibly certain uh, other aspects of it, but the whole gamut of the plants now I, I'm, for me, it's I, I'm pessimist about how this is going to. The go trains down. left the station. You know yeah, that, Mark. I do know, but it just, it's just, it, I don't think it's going to happen as fast as people say it will be because of you know they're going to have to. Some people are going to, like you mentioned, they're going to take a step back to take two steps That's forward. Right. So a lot of people yeah. will be cleared out. Um, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, I mean, so so they could put regulation in place, and there's going to be a lot of ruffling of feathers. Yeah. You know, edibles is a good example of that. Uh, we're looking at probably a year down the road for edibles. So, and that's going to be a huge industry in itself. I mean, beverages and kombuchas and health and wellness products with the CBD, but also THC drinks. Uh, perhaps you're going to go into a bar and, and someone doesn't want to, they still want the social atmosphere of an establishment like that to go watch a sports game. They don't drink. Uh, there's no other alternative. They can't smoke a joint. Maybe there's a beer out there that has no alcohol, but it's a THC beer. Mm -hmm. Those things are coming, and those are being worked on, those formulations now. Or maybe it's a CBD beer. Pain management. They've hurt their back at work. They want to go in. They want to watch the game. You know, culinary, uh, high-end restaurants that have two $300 wine pairing meals that have a THC wine and, you know, really nice culinary dishes that's a huge industry right there. And we're seeing that in the U.S. We haven't even touched on that in Canada yet. My mind is, like, is being blown right now, honestly. Is uh, it? Because I'm, I'm thinking yeah. exactly like every other stoner. It's like, yeah, i got to go yeah, smoke my no, pot. Yeah, no, so Woo! beyond the stoners. I know. So it's a beyond much the bigger stoners. industry, yes, yeah. and that, too, and than, I, just, than I would have ever have imagined. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's quite big, and it's quite exciting. And businesses from, you know, like I said, everybody in the world right now is watching Canada. They are. And, you know, I know you bring up Justin Trudeau and stuff like that. I try not to uh, criticize him too much. It was a huge undertaking as a prime minister. Well, I don't I, think any I other agree. prime minister has had well, so much on him. And it might have been a political play to do, you know, to regulate it uh, or to decriminalize it. But the reality the is the trains the left the station. And now there's a lot of, now the work begins in right. all honesty. And, uh, yeah, I just think it puts us on the map right now. And I think I think with that we pretty much got to leave it there. We've probably raised more questions than we've answered, but yeah, as you said at the top, 
this is probably going to be an ongoing series because yeah. there's a lot to cover here. So much to cover. But Janice, thanks, thanks so much for coming on the City Sky podcast, and You're hopefully very welcome. Uh, we'll have you on again, maybe with a panel. Yeah, with a panel, we'll talk with a few other experts, uh, and of course, like when we get closer to legalization or when uh, CBD becomes a big thing for you, hopefully, we can squeeze in again here. Then, at that point, very lucrative and busy schedule. I yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Sea to Sky podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website at seataskypodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Seataskypodcast. Thank you for clicking us on 